Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. You're listening to Out of Oz, a podcast from Building 28 Church. Welcome back to Out of Oz, the Building 28 Church podcast where we explore the fantasies and fallacies of modern Christian culture with conviction, compassion, and courage. I'm your host for the day, the pastor of Building 28, Aaron Curran. And hey, look, here's the, here's the deal. I just have to say this because the guy is just brilliant. He's always there when you need him. He always meets all of his deadlines. But Peter Tragos, my co-host, who we all love and adore here, forgot about <laughs> Out of Oz today. Ouch. So Ouch. shout out to Pete. No. Um, and I've hosted this twice by myself without Pete when he was unavailable. But I mentally prepared myself. So I just want to kind of provide that caveat from the jump today. But look, if I have to host this on the fly... There is no two people I would rather do it with than my two guest hosts today. Wow. But before we get there, before we get there, look, despite the warnings of addiction, depression, and increased anxiety from sociologists and psychologists, and I would say scholars and theologians and pastors, Americans in general and Christians in particular continue to swarm to social media platforms, which begs the question... Is this a problem and how should Christians utilize social media if they choose to do so? To help us answer those questions today, we have a couple of Jesus-loving social media gurus in our Ooh. midst. The pastor, I'm going to get this right this time, of Are Lakeview you? Church. Woo! Sorry, go. I was just going to post this on the Insta nope. story. Yeah, yeah, there awesome, we... awesome. Is that okay? No, yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect. Um, in my beer shirt. Um, <laughs> Lakeview Church, because I said community chapel and all kinds of stuff last time. You really Lake messed Church. it up. That's me. Um, and COVID survivor. COVID now. survivor. Yeah. Wow. I don't know if we're supposed to say that or not, but you can. Uh, it hits you hard, bro. I'm proud to be here yeah. and alive. Yes. It hit It hit Tim Hart it in did. the hospital for a little bit, but hey, he's he survived. He's here. He's thriving now. Thank God for the prosperity gospel. And so, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> kidding, by the way. All right. Like I said, not used to this. So, um. Tim is here. Tim, uh, I don't know if I if I am if I have a friend who is more active as a pastor on social media than you are. You probably don't, and yeah. I'm not proud of that. <laughs> no, well, but I knew I, that's why you. That's not accusatory. That's not accusatory. But that's why I wanted you here for this podcast. Definitely accusatory, but I take it. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. And then we also have our communications director who has excelled in the realms of social media and actually serve kind of kind of serves other businesses a couple other businesses maybe um through by managing their social media miss maggie seibert so thank you yeah there's the applause i was waiting for i was waiting for it and uh she handles all that here for us and i know you've gone through a dilemma a time or two of how in the world do i get away from the toxicity that is social media when i have Hmm. to work in that arena so we're going to be discussing all this day so here's how we're going to start the question we're going to launch with is, do you think it is sinful? Maddie, we're going to start with you. Mm. All right. Do you think it's sinful or unwise? Because there are some things in the Christian life that are not sinful, but they're not helpful or beneficial. Or they're unwise. Do you think it's sinful or unwise for Christians to use social media? Hmm. And by social media, just so we're clear, we're not only talking about Facebook and 
and Instagram, but I guess Snapchat, which I'm not really a part of. Even YouTube, like there's multiple platforms. Even out the there. Bible app. Yeah, even the like Bible app, which we're hearing about. Now. So yeah, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, I feel like it's not sinful to have social media, but it can be, and it can be unwise. And when I was thinking about this in my own life, I feel like Scripture talks a lot about what you think about and like what the mind, like what you put in your mind. Yep. So like sub like subconscious or like unconsciously just scrolling, if that makes sense, like just mindlessly scrolling, whatever you're feeding your brain, it can be unwise and it can lead you into sinful patterns. Definitely. Uh, as uh, you've already mentioned, I'm on all things social media way more than I should be. Snapchat? Uh, not so much. I'm, I'm really yeah. a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter guy. Okay, okay. Twitter. Oh, yeah, I even left out the, like, I the didn't. I didn't venture out into too many others just because it became a hassle to keep up with too many yeah. things. But the question of is it sinful? Come on, like, can anything become a sin if it yeah. if it overtakes your life? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think what happens is it comes back to an identity issue, and we're we're studying the Book of Ephesians at a church at our church right now. So I'm just I'm dealing with this issue mm-hmm. of identity a lot. So I'm having to really do some introspection in my own life of wow, am I am I finding my identity in places yeah. I ought not? And what happens on social media? And this is where it becomes unwise, and this is where it crosses into the category of sin is when we are finding our identity in a place it should not be found. And that's anything other than in Christ. So if we're finding it on social media, on likes, on views, on comments, on all of those things, then yeah, it becomes unwise and sinful. I think um, we talked about this a lot on the podcast, and I talked about it from the stage as well. And really just in discussions with Maggie and others, we don't ask the philosophical question a lot of times of why nowadays. We've just been programmed to ask, what should I do? Like, should I have social media? Should I not have social media? Um, should I exercise these liberties or not? And instead of why would I have social media? Like, what are, what are the benefits of that to my soul? Like to the souls of my children, if I'm permitting them or encouraging them to have social media. And so I don't think that's, I think that's a question that needs to be asked a lot more. And I don't know if it's being asked. Um, also for me, when I approach this question of is sinful or unwise, um, there are certain things we talked about. You were on the alcohol podcast yep. last season, Tim. And we talked about there are certain liberties. So there's all these liberties within Christianity that we have. And social media use would be a liberty. It's it's impossible, I think, to make a universal case against social media always being sinful. Some people try. I might have even tried a time or two in the past. But it's hard to make that case that it's universally sinful. However, there are certain liberties that have a, a much quicker path to sin. Mm-hmm. Alcohol might be one of those for people, especially if they have a history with it or a tendency to overindulge in certain things. I think social media could be that. Um, it should definitely, I think it is. And I also think before we get into the kind of on through the outline here, I think that um, we've talked a lot about justifications in Christianity and how easy it is to justify certain things. And I think this is just one of those things, at least that I've observed that people justify endlessly. Like you'll even pull up, you'll pull up their phone or you'll pull up your phone and be like, I spent five hours and 42 minutes on, on Instagram this week. And they'll be like, that has to be wrong. Like that can't possibly, like <laughs> my, my, fo- my, <laughs> my phone has, uh, has something against me, you know? And so there's just this denial that exists around that because yeah. we know how damaging it is to us. We know how it cuts us off. And so that's what I want to get into. But, um, I just want to talk about this because when we talk, when we ask the question, why am I using social media, which is a question we should all ask ourselves if we are in fact using social media, 
in what ways are social platforms being used in our day? And, and I know there's data around this and I wrote down some things, but also from your observation more so, Maggie, like, what do you, what do you see? Like, what, what are the, and what we'll does kind of get right to it? Cause we were talking about before this, how are teenagers, you worked with teenagers a lot, Tim, you've worked with teenagers mm-hmm. a lot. I've spent a bulk of my ministry and youth ministry. How are teenagers, how are young adults using, utilizing social media? What are the reasons they're going there to those platforms today? Okay, so I wrote down a few. I think one of the reasons they use it is to meet new people or connect with new people. And that can be in ways that are detrimental to them, which is really scary. Um, Or like trying to find like who you're going to date on social media. Like you can do that. They use it for distraction um, just because they have nothing to do. They're bored. And instead of like being bored, they'll just go on their phone or maybe they're going through something and social media like numbs them because they're just getting distracted. I feel like a lot of people, especially younger people and kind of everyone now, they get their news from social media. So instead of like trying to form opinions and stuff, they just wait for whoever they agree with to like tell them what the news is, you know? Yeah. Um, I think some people do use it for good purposes. Um, <laughs> okay, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, our, our media director is sitting back here going, please don't kill social media. It's a big part of my of my position yeah, here. Yeah, uh, me too. That's why I was hired. But I do think that people do a good job with that for righteous reasons and like sharing the gospel. Sure. Um, self-promotion, building a brand around yourself, bragging about yourself, or like businesses obviously use it to inform and educate and inspire and all those things. Yeah, I see a lot of... I mean, I see, I see everything that you're saying. Yeah. I see a lot of that Tim mentioned from Ephesians, the identity, the self-bragging, sure. humble bragging, yeah. envy, anxiety that's laden there. Tim, what are, what are you seeing as far as we're not quite yet to how it can be a vehicle for good or a vehicle for evil, um, yeah. which we know it can be, but what are you just seeing as the primary uses that you're observing? I think Maggie hit a lot of them. People also get lonely and they feel like we yeah. can we can find connection there or you can find yeah. – even if it's a false sense of connection, you get the sense that I'm at least connected with or to somebody. And I, I think during the, the COVID shutdowns and lockdowns, this might have been amplified in a way that we've never seen before because yeah. people were connecting online and had to more than ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's also a big sense of FOMO. There's just a like, fear of missing out, right? We don't, we don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And so th- the idea that I missed something means I didn't check my phone in the last hour and I don't want to miss something. So I think a lot of it, I mean, not a lot of it, some of it has to do with, I don't want to miss the latest, whatever that latest thing, something, yeah. news, whatever that is. So. Yeah. No, I, I see all those. As a matter of fact, this week, I don't know if you guys look in this, but I started researching what um, different organizations have put out as the most commonly used most common uses of social media. It was interesting to me that number seven and eight on most of the list, or at least one of the lists I saw, and, and a lot of the lists kind of shared this in the bottom 10 was sharing photos or posts about myself, whatever. At least that's what people admit to. Yeah. And let's be honest, a lot of times we're not honest about why we go to social media. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to be like, I want attention. So yeah. they're not going to say that in a survey. Um, and number eight was to share my opinions mm-hmm. as if everyone needs those. Yep. Um, but the top five was to stay in touch with family and friends, which I hear a lot. And that's sure. there's there's validity to that, especially if you have family and friends that live across the state, across the country, and Absolutely. you want to share with them. I mean, you could text them pictures, but <laughs> which, is what, <laughs> which is what I've done. Um, to stay up to date with news and current events, which you mentioned was number two, to, to fill up spare time, Maddie, which can be, it can be justified, right? If if it's a hobby and you're like, hey, I'm going out to play golf to do this, or I'm playing a video game. I, you, can't, you can't say that playing a video game is always wrong. So, yeah. so being on your phone and kind of 
you have 30 minutes and you just want to chill and relax before you go to bed. You can't say it's always wrong. Number four was to find funny, entertaining content. And then number five was general networking with other people. The other thing that was fascinating to me about it is that all of those are very passive in that you're going there not to serve or promote yourself or the gospel even necessarily in those top five. It was you're going there for information. And so is social media a, a valuable source, <laughs> uh, a verified source for information? Like, Do you think that we should be going there to keep ourselves up to date with all the news and current events and theological, sociological matters. I didn't, I didn't want to get into some resources, but we'll, we'll plug these in the show sure. notes for you guys. But uh, one is um, Jeff McCracken's The Wisdom Pyramid. Basically, he takes the food pyramid, I, you know, the idea from the 90s of yeah. here, are the, here are the food groups that we should be consuming, and he turns it into a wisdom pyramid. And at the very top of that pyramid, meaning this is the sweets, the candy, the sugars, the, the stuff that really doesn't benefit our bodies at all, but it can be okay in very small doses. At the very top of that would be internet and social media. Gotcha. So should we be going there for our primary source of wisdom? I, I don't I don't think there's really a whole lot of debate there. Can can we find some nuggets? Sure. Like, will there be some good things every now and then? Yes. But if we are going there for our primary source of wisdom, yeah. we're going to be led astray really, really fast. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Mags? What you were saying about getting your information there and just like passively scrolling, like all those things were passive. It just reminds me of what is it? Romans 12 to like, don't be conformed um, to this world, but train like the renewing of your mind and stuff like that. So then when I think about that and I think about all the ways that my own mind has gone astray from like being fed all this information on social media yeah. and like that wisdom pyramid, the Bible's at the bottom, I'm pretty sure. The Bible so it's is like the how bottom, often the largest are those source. Yep. Yeah. Flipped, like your social media, because yeah. it's like, it's not just like the free time thing, like you can play a video game or check Instagram or whatever, but it's like red lights, it's sitting on the couch, it's mm, wasting yeah. your day off, like looking at stuff. And all that stuff is just feeding your mind. Right. Well, what happens is we want to consume every second we have with a something. Yeah. And when there's not a something, our first something is our phones, which is typically social media, internet, something of yeah. that yeah. nature. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is a is a big component of that as well. Absolutely. I mean, once yeah. in, I think, at least for me, and I think for a lot of people, they think of Instagram because there's a lot of videos or Facebook, right. a lot of videos. But YouTube, like we can just be, and there's some good resources on YouTube. I was listening uh, to a couple different theologians this week on in preparation for this podcast. And they were just bringing up the point that everyone kind of goes right away to the endless cycling and the wasting of time. And yeah. there, there's validity to that that sure. we need to avoid. But they don't think oftentimes about the source of authority behind mm -hmm. behind this stuff. Like it used yeah. to be even 30, 40 years ago, you went to a pastor because he had gone through Bible college and a lot of times through seminary and had read and been mentored under somebody and studied. And, and you went to them for that. Or you went to, uh, to a mechanic because he knew how to service your car. You went to a physician because he knew how to take care of your body. Now, now it's like we run to bloggers and so, some of them have training, some of them, yeah. but some of them do not. They don't have any of that. We run to, let's be honest, conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. uh, we run to um, someone who is good looking. And so they have amassed a following or yeah. they're well-spoken and articulate. And so they have amassed a following. And yet there's no basis for their projections. And so many people are buying into, and you already mentioned that we've mentioned on other podcasts, Mags, but 
social media is acclimated to feed us more of what we already love and what yeah. we already believe and what we already yeah, that's, that's the algorithms yeah. around it. Exactly. We're, we're going to see what we want to see exactly. and hear what we kind of want to hear. And so if you're into a certain thing or you right. believe a certain thing or you, you're swayed a certain way politically, you're just going to be fed more of that to polarize you and divide you from others who don't believe that certain way. And so I think that we have to be incredibly careful before we get to the other dangerous, destructive. Let's help. Let's help our folks out who do love their social media. Okay. Me and Tim. <laughs> I, I, I know I'm kind and of Jeff. bashing it, but I'm I'm yeah. on it all yeah. the time. And so let's Same. talk about in what ways can social media be a vehicle for good? Like as Christians ask themselves the questions, why am I going there? Why should I be on it? Should I be on it? Because I have a lot of friends who are like, I'm not on it. I avoid it. It's toxic. And I agree with them. And there have been multiple times over the last few years where I have taken a month or two months or even six months away from all social media platforms and just got done with 35 days away from all social media, came back to Instagram, not Facebook. And it is, Tim actually texted me during that time. He's like, bro, are you still alive? Like, is everything all right? I was legitimately yeah. concerned. <laughs> I went to a DM thread that you and I had yeah. to check something and it said user not found. And I, I was getting nervous. I texted <laughs> Jeff. I, then I texted you to Off make sure that someone had, someone had checked in on you. <laughs> yeah. I, just we because check you, in on him, Tim. <laughs> so you, you were very like, before we jump into this, let me just say you were very very active until yeah. you pulled the plug as yeah. in lots of posting like way more than what i'd ever seen yep. from you yep. so i was getting concerned on the other side because I, I just i kind of you know i'm on it a lot so i know people's habits on social media so when i see someone post more and more i'm like yeah. okay this is not their norm yours turned political really really fast whatever well, book well, you the, were theological yeah but uh. theological <laughs> political just some stuff that i hadn't seen from you and i was like okay here yeah. we go yeah um so i do want to talk about that when we talk about vehicle for good versus yep, vehicle we'll for bad but um tim did text and then he's like I was like, I stepped off social media for a while. And he's like refreshing huh, or something like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, like, it's awesome. And so there are a lot of Christians who are going, hey, I just don't I can't justify being on there. And we understand that. But if they're wrestling through, they're considering they're considering deleting. Maybe what are some good reasons for being on it? How can it be a vehicle for good, Mags? I think that if we're supposed to do everything to bring glory to God. So if you're going to have social media and you're going to follow through with that, how are you using it to bring glory to the person who gave his life for you? I think another reason or another good reason would be like to educate people in truth, kind of like what you're just talking about, um, squashing like bad theology or just sharing the gospel with people. Like I know I have family and friends who I'm hoping like see my content if it's like when it's bringing glory to God. You can post like good times and good things and give glory to God in that. And then even when things are really bad and you're not just showing your highlight reel, giving glory to God in that, which is obviously a common theme, um, encouraging people instead of breaking them down, building yeah. them up. <laughs> um, yeah, building community through that. I had a blog. I still kind of have it, but I don't know what I'm doing with it. I'm just stepping back from it. But that was the coolest way. Like I met such good community through yeah. that and just you know, try to use it to spread the good news. Um, so there's definitely ways to use it for good. Definitely. For me, I kind of have a couple of categories. It's it's family, it's funny, and it's church. Like those are kind of my three main That's categories. Good. Can we of, say family, funny, and faith? I love alliteration. Man. Yeah. You know what? That's that. even better. That's better. Yeah. Family, <laughs> funny, and faith. Those would be kind of my three <laughs> top yeah. categories on my social media feeds. I, I do see it as a chance to get a peek behind the window of my life. Yeah. So I, yeah. it's also a way for me to connect with the bulk of the members at Lakeview Church because by far most of them are on social media. 
But when I first got on Instagram, when it was, you know, still in its infancy, my wife and I had a conversation and it was, do we want to do this? Do we want to have separate accounts, which which we do? And, and how do we want to portray ourselves to the world? And the conversation was, uh, let's just be as honest and open as possible. Yeah. And sometimes I'm going to get a Which can bite you. Of oversharing. <laughs> I've been way too open. <laughs> yeah. I've had elders have to sit me down before. Like I have gotten myself into over the years, as you probably have seen, you've probably been like, oh, I can't believe he that I've I've done all those things and tried to learn from those things. But when I was in student ministry, um, we had a lot of students with broken families, really messed up households. And and I knew that they had no idea what a healthy yeah. marriage looked like, what a healthy family unit looked like. Yeah. So I had this conversation with area youth pastors. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be really open with my marriage, with my relationship with my kids, how our household is run and operated. And if you stick around, there's going to be another episode of this podcast where we talk about raising children to, yeah. to know and love Jesus. And and I wanted to be able to show that, not like, look how great Tim is, but yeah. look at this real Christian living yeah. in the real world who's not trying to be fake or showy, but this is this is what a, an attempt at a, at a healthy yeah. faith and family looks like. And so originally it was for students in student ministry, yeah. and then it it morphed into something a little bit more. And now it's, I mean, it's almost to the point of like a, a diary for me, right? I keep track of- I was going to say addiction, but yeah. Diary what did I good. say? You said diary. I think I meant to say addiction for me. <laughs> a diary. Where I, where I post probably way more than I should get no, myself I'm, into. I'm totally joking. I've never seen. Into more trouble. I will say it's it's one of those really, really, really difficult things. It's kind of like once again compared to, yeah. at least in my mind, if you're going to drink well for the glory of God, you have to constantly be thinking through how you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to utilize social media for the glory of God, it's very at least for me and a lot of people I've talked to, it's very difficult because when, like you said, when I was posting, so I went through this phase before COVID for, where for about six months, I was just off all social media other than YouTube. Like I would go there, but I would go there intentionally to listen to something I wanted to hear. Yeah. I wasn't just scrolling it. Um, and then Jeffrey, when COVID hit, Jeffrey was like, please come back. We need a, you need an online presence, especially now to Tim's point. That was the only way our people were connecting with our leaders really yeah. outside of Sunday services. So came back to that. And then there's been kind of this dance back and forth. And so a couple months ago, there was a lot of interaction for me. I don't mind the hate too much. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the hate when it's justified, which none of us do. Like me, when I've screwed up and people are hating on me, that happens. Nobody yep. likes that. But I don't mind it if it's like not justified. If people are just going to hate us because of the truth or because sure. you know uh, of what we're posting uh, related to that. And so there was a lot of different books I was reading around a lot of the polarizing cultural issues, some of them in preparation for this podcast, others just uh, for pastoral ministry. And then posting about that more than anything else to encourage my pastor friends around the country who have been paralyzed with how do I speak into these issues, especially yeah. within Acts 29, but also to encourage those within our church um, with these, to make them think through things. And, um, and so there was a lot of good back and forth interaction. But what I found was, as you utilize it for ministry, like you're talking about with your blog, Maggie, yeah. you just find yourself on it a lot, mm -hmm. like just, just living there, always on mm -hmm. it. Now, my wife is a very privatized person and I am relatively so. And so I don't post a ton and she doesn't post a ton about our personal lives. That one's almost like, it feels to me like you can't win that battle. Like if you post something about your confession, it's like, it feels like a humble brag, like, oh, right. well, look at, look at you. You're just admitting this to, if you post something about something fun that you're doing, people get envious or upset or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So, so very little about personal life, but for me, it was a ministry tool. And so now that I'm back 
I'm evaluating through, I was actually talking to Maggie last week about kind of doing 23 days in the life of lead pastor with, with mission trips upcoming for us. And just yeah. to encourage ministry leaders or those who are looking to go into ministry, hey, this is what ministry looks like. And so I want to be very proactive about using it as a gospel tool mm -hmm. to encourage, equip, make churchgoers think um, through issues that they're not thinking through today. There's sure. so much mindless negativity on social media that I don't want to be that for the sake of just being negative, but I want to challenge norms that might be there, drive people to good resources, and then promote the truth, the truth, the gospel truth. And I do think, I do think there's something to be said for the levity aspect, like just, just going there temporarily. Yeah to laugh a little bit. I don't um, have any problem with that. I, I can say that I don't know if I have ever had an opinion of mine definitively changed because someone else's social media post. Yeah. And like, I get that we want to post heavy content. We want to post the truth. And, and, and yes, by all means, share the gospel at whatever means necessary. Yeah. But I think we also have to understand in the back of our minds as well, we're probably not going to change someone else's view on an issue by a sure. single post. Sure. It might generate conversation and that conversation might lead to something, which would be great. But That's why I was posting 33 posts today. Oh, I'm aware. A single one was, was not. You knew it. that you were going to change my mind at some point, but it just never happened, Aaron. But I think what happens is we, we want to throw these darts and be like, ha, I did it. Right. I, I've, I've spoken my piece. Now everyone's going to know and they're going to see this is the true thing to believe. And it's like, I just... I think we have to be able to filter through that if we're going to, again, we, I have church members who've said I'm not on social media. Great. I have no problem with someone telling me that they will never be on social media. They does, I, I don't lose an ounce of sleep over that. And um, then I have others who say, yeah, I, I, want, I want to be on it, but I need to be careful. And I'd say, yeah, I agree. You need yeah. to be very careful if you're going to be in this world, especially for a prolonged period of time like I find myself. So that's a great segue into, okay, we're, we're talking about the, the vehicles for good here. Yeah. And I think just another one, by the way, just to throw it out there, is the networking aspect of, sure. hey, I need a plumber. I, I need an AC repair. I, I yeah. need a mechanic. I need a good cheese board. Hey, I need a good cheese board. Come a good on. cheeseburger. What's the best cheeseburger in yeah. Tampa Bay area? You know? And throwing that out there to friends on social media and having them respond to that. Um, or your, your your neighborhood chat pages. Like I found yeah. that to be incredibly. Yeah. Our chat groups have been really helpful. Our Trinity chat page. I have a running bit on there. I'm known as the less popular pastor. And all this happened over the course of our senior pastor resigning, me stepping in, someone accusing me of being the less popular pastor. That's awesome. So now I sign everything on there as yours truly, the less popular pastor. I love it. That's awesome. And so it's been a really fun way to share updates about what the church is it's doing. It's very self-effacing. It's it's funny. It's a <laughs> running awesome. bit that just works, but it's just one of those. Okay, it's lighthearted. And that funny. is, I feel like I feel like social media. Just to circle back to it, it the levity aspect, the funny aspect, that is God's gift to us in yep. some ways. Mm -hmm. uh, even this morning, Danny Van, who is our media assistant here, who is phenomenal, and she does all of our a lot of our out of Oz editing and such. She posted something, I guess. I was not on Facebook. My wife screenshot and sent it to me, and it was on the Should Christian Smoke Weed episode, and it was a screenshot of me where it looked like I was stoned. I was not, by the way, at all. Like, I hadn't <laughs> been smoking weed, but it looked like it, and Daniel's like, this is terrible. Whoever posted this needs to be talked to. Wasn't me. Have them take it down right now. Oh, that was great. And we just had a good laugh <laughs> unintentionally. So intentionally and unintentionally, sometimes you're just like, so good. This, is, this is great for just kind of a relief from this very heavy world that we live in, yeah. in small doses. So with, with all of that, as we think through how to utilize it for good, in what ways can social media 
be destructive, dangerous? In what ways is it being used? And look, I, I need our listeners or viewers to really be introspective at this point because it's so easy to be like, that's someone else's fault for judging me, for yeah. viewing me in a certain way, or I'm not that addicted to it, or I don't spend that much time. I think there needs to be a healthy introspection for all of us, for the three of us at the table, for everyone else. But in what ways, Tim, I'll start with you. Like as a pastor, what are you seeing personally for yourself, your family, and then for congregation and other pastors, Christians, in what ways is it dangerous, destructive, or being misused today? Sure. Uh, I wanted to correct myself earlier. I, I think I gave the wrong author for the wisdom period. It's, it's Brett McCracken. That's the name. Okay, of gotcha. guy. And the other resource I wanted to give for this question was uh, 12 ways your phone is yeah, changing good. you by Tony Rinke came out a couple of years back uh, still very very relevant and very very thought provoking it's not a book that says hey throw your phone away it's it's a book that kind of helps you ask the question why behind you're doing what yeah. you're doing and that's kind of something we need to be doing it's what I encourage our church members our fellow pastors to be doing but in in 12 ways your phone is changing you, Tony obviously highlights these 12 key areas and not that every single one of them is what's, you know, bringing you down to your grave, but it's yeah. it's things that happen when we're online constantly that we don't realize is even happening. And I think one that really stuck out to me was we ignore our flesh and blood. Mm, yeah. There could be people in the room with us and we may be physically present, but we are, we're absent. We're absent from our kids, from our spouses, from our friends, from our community around us, even though we might be in the same room. And I've even seen this at home group, right? Yeah. But we're sitting at home group having a really good conversation, but somehow, some way, one of us, you know, slips out our phone. And before we know it, we're, we're doomsday scrolling or we're just randomly posting or whatever. And when we're not present with the people yeah. around us. So I think remembering that um, there are human beings yeah. around you is important when it comes to this, because we can just get so lost. Yeah, you here. mentioned earlier about people feeling lonely. We're living in a more connected age than ever before right. technologically, and yet in a more isolated age, potentially mm -hmm. socially than we've ever been. And, yeah. and part of that is our own doing. Part of it is, is the culture around us, but part of it is our own doing. Uh, Mags, what do you have to add to that? Um, it can be destructive by wasting time. It can be destructive because it has stuff on it that's hurting us spiritually. Okay, so I'm going I'm to redirect here just a little bit. Redirect Because we're I love our conversations, and we were conversing right before this, and you said you had something really pressing on you. That's what I was getting to. Yeah, I, I want to hear that because yeah. I think that needs to be said. Well, when we're on social media and we can't control what other people are posting, we're seeing crude photos mm -hmm. or like like things with crude speech. And yeah, I was saying before this podcast, I feel really bad for like young men in this generation who have to like – go through the minefield of what like ladies post on social media because I don't think and like ladies are not exempt from this at all. Yeah. Um, they just happen to be much better looking than us guys. So yeah. <laughs> but I mean yeah. like it's not just the guys looking at the girls like the girls also look at the guys. Sure. But what I'm saying is like I feel really bad for the guys who have to walk through like having a social media for the glory of God and then seeing girls that they go to school with posting photos in their bikinis that like cause them to stumble. Like it can't really be justified like if you you know like i don't know how you could like be a no, guy right. and like i don't know it's just so yeah routinely my wife will say are you following so and so and i'll reply yes or no and she'll say will you please stop yeah usually yeah. I, i'll say yeah but i never because i don't again i mostly i i just post sure. i don't sure. often scroll, scroll or look yeah. at others yeah so she said you know that she was 
posting something that's incredibly inappropriate. It's been ongoing. I'd, I'd prefer you not to follow this yeah. person. And, and I always respond with, yeah, sounds good. I'll, I'll unfollow them right now. And I'll also say that as a pastor, I have not counseled someone who's delved into a pornography addiction where they have not mentioned social media. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like has like yep. not one. Every single one of them had told me there was something on social media. I clicked on that hashtag. That is the most popular one. I clicked yeah. on that hashtag and that's where I lost myself. And that's where a lot yeah. of this began. Yep. And there's like that's wisdom coming from a married pastor guy in the community. But my like the 15 year old, 16 year old guys that have to go through that is mind blowing to me. And I've even had conversations with my friends and like girls younger than me or older than me that have boyfriends or engaged or have husbands. And this is the same conversation. It's like, what do we do about this? Because it's not like we want to judge whoever posted it or, you know, be mad at them or whatever. But it's like it creates insecurity in like yourself, like all this kind of stuff that is crazy. Yeah, I I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. And I did not uh, just in case anybody's listening, I did not feed you that this morning. You brought that up. Oh, no. Um, That's saw, been but, a but I, then I said in re- reaction to that, and I'll say again, when I came back to social media the 1st of July, which is just a few days ago, it's middle of summer. Yeah. And I didn't really scroll, but just in Insta stories, it, it's just it's baffling to me how we can post what we post, whether it is rhetoric or whether it is overindulgence and liberties that we know somebody's going to stumble. So I, I've yeah. made no secret about alcohol consumption and, and my enjoyment of that. But I'm also extremely careful on social media not to post out and about drinking, hanging yeah. out, doing that stuff very often at all, because I don't want to lend a bad report or sure. set up a false image. And to me, I, I get it. I mean, I, I guess I get it. I'm a 41-year-old man, so I don't totally get it <laughs> when you're when you're a pretty young lady who's or older lady or whatever. I don't care. Like uh, age has nothing to do with it. And you're posting something that is quite revealing where there's not much left for the imagination. Yeah. And I'm just kind of shocked by that. If I'm honest, I, I'm I'm shocked at how how do you possibly rationalize in your mind that this is a good idea for hundreds yeah. of people to, to view this. Um, and I know once again, that's why I said, let's think through this. Uh, well, this is something that, that Tony... Tony brought up in his book yeah. on 12 ways your phone's changing. And one of those points he made was we crave immediate approval. Yeah. And the fastest way to get into the double and triple digit and maybe even more likes yeah. is to post a photo like that. And, and yeah. it's no secret. I mean, everybody knows that. It's what's going to bring up the likes. It's what's going to bring up the follows. And you get the not only the likes, but then the comments. Right? They start feeding in. You can sure. read some of the comments on those posts where it's, you look amazing. Wow. I'm not ashamed of your body. You know, like all of these things. And, and then you post something else the next week, according to research, and you don't get as much. Exactly. And now there is, you know, self-loathing that's right. going on. There's, I mean, there has been, it's undeniable. I think Rinky brings it up in his book, but others have mentioned this. I would also plug Simon Sinek. He has a lot of really good yeah, resources and, and videos on this. Really good. Um, but that it is undeniable that anxiety is directly linked to social media use. And it's because... Envy is high on social media. Mm-hmm. We're only putting forward our best life. Like the, none of the dark moments. Like I've, I have a, a cabin that we rent out up in Georgia and the whole plumbing system broke this week. Guess what? I haven't posted about on social media. Yeah. Because I rented that in November. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have it fixed by then. Okay. But, but I'm not posting the heavy parts of my life. We don't typically do that. And when someone does, guess what? They get unfollowed. Right. Um, we only post like the bright moments of our life. And so everybody's comparing themselves with a glossy image that we're projecting forward. And so there's envy, there's anxiety, there's poor 
self-awareness, there's poor self-image, like there's wrong identity. There's all these things that are dangerous. Um, something else I wrote down, a couple other things I wrote down was it's teaching us bad habits. Mm -hmm. It's teaching us bad social habits. It's teaching us bad devotional habits a lot of times if we're not extremely careful with it. Paul Tripp brought out in a video I was watching that that there's really, he said there's three buckets. I would say there's four that we have to contribute our time to. Um, our faith, our, our walk with the Lord, our family, as Tim said, our labor, mm. like we have to work. We're called to work. God's right. designed us to work. Um, even if you don't have an occupational job, like to work, to labor and then rest, like we're called to rest. Like he's not wired us to go without yeah. rest. We sure. need proper sleep. Social media robs us of really all four of those things a lot of times if we're not careful with them. And so, yes, while there's enjoyments and there's hobbies and there's interests that we can indulge in in this, in this life for the glory of God, those are four things we can't neglect, our faith, our family, our work, and our sleep. And yet that it very much is. Um, well, one thing we haven't really gone into too much that we probably should is this this false sense of anonymity where we we think we're anonymous yeah. or we think that no one knows. And so I think that's what leads a lot of young men in particular. Or the false sense of bravado. Right. Like, I, I can have a spine on social media. Absolutely. So what happens is we become we become increasingly harsh with one another, like yeah. in such a way where we would we would never use those words never. in yeah. person. Mm -hmm. And that's as a pastor, that's kind of what pains me the most when I see this happening between church members and the, the Christian bashing that we kind of jump in on. And we say and post these things. And I'm just thinking, you would never say that face to face, but you have this sense of, I can say it here, and it just comes across as so harsh and unloving. And again, this kind of comes back to Ephesians, you know, Ephesians chapter four, when Paul gets really, really practical with, you know, how do we apply the gospel to our lives? And he, he specifically talks about gentleness, patience, bearing with one another's yeah. and weaknesses and their shortcomings. And yet our harshness online seems to be doing the opposite. Yeah. I Duh. think in that same, whatever the word is, but with the church, like talking about the church, if you're like on social media, another maybe dangerous or destructive habit would be using social media for your only source of community. Yeah. So there's like all those yeah. church or there's all those groups that you can be in on Facebook. Like I'm in a doodle club one for my dog. Like there's other ones that are like scriptural based and like you can talk to other people about God and you can be in any hobby yeah. in a community for that on Facebook group. And then all of a sudden like, oh, I have my people online. Like I have my political people online mm -hmm. like those are the people I talk to and then it's like slowly weeding out your need to like be an intentional community under like elders in a local church and that's like pretty scary too yeah. to be truly known yeah because we're not truly known on social media mm -mm. like we're we're partially very partially glossily known mm -hmm. on social media um I also look and Maddie you mentioned this earlier but unhealthy attachments form on social media between single people but also I mean I just heard it's no shocker anymore when, when a pastor falls. Like we've, right. we've talked about this on the yeah. podcast, why do leaders fall? But one of the reasons leaders fall is they form unhealthy attachments on social media. Mm -hmm. There's there's DM, private messaging going on. Yeah. And I'm hearing about this all the time where a, a pastor, maybe it was maybe from one, either the pastor or lady in the church or whatever, maybe there was good intentions originally to seek out counsel or whatever, but it spiraled mm. and it became something very unhealthy and something sexual and something uh, emotional. And so I just, I am like, if, so, if, if a lady legit, um, unless my wife knows about it, there's a couple of ladies who are friends with my wife, friends with me, and they might message them. But if a lady messages on that, I would literally just write back and say, 
can you please write my secretary, Nicole, and and we'll stop a meeting to chat? Just, yeah. just, I, it's so, like, I don't want to go down that trail. I've been accused of a lot in pastoral ministry. Thank God, never something like this. And I just don't want to go down that trail yeah. of, of, it can happen so quickly and so mm-hmm. easily. And all of a sudden, you go through a rocky season in your marriage, and you're looking for that emotional stability or mm-hmm. support somewhere, and it turns into something Crazy. monstrous yeah. that, that just completely derails life and mission and shames the gospel. And so, also, we mentioned on our weed podcast and on our alcohol podcast, coping. Like we cope sure. in non-biblical ways nowadays, nowadays, and social media is another one of those. So I think we've covered the basis. Is there anything else that you would throw in before we get to guidelines to really help us to live to the glory of God, to function to the glory of God? Anything else you would throw in on dangerous, destructive misuse? I just want to go back to the girls posting on social media because I don't want it to sound like pharisaical or legalistic and like super judgmental because I've been on both sides of the coin before and like have deleted that Instagram. And like you even just admitted, like with the dependency thing, like the guy has something to do with it too. Like whatever happens, like it's not just the responsibility of the, like the gal, but even that just like thinking through like protecting your future marriage and all that kind of stuff. Like it's not just to like not post bikini pictures and like just be a good person, quote unquote, but to actually like walk in what's best for you from what the Lord has given us in his word. Absolutely. Just want to make that well very said. clear. <laughs> well said. So if a Christian is going to utilize social media, what rules or guidelines would you give them to live by? Somebody comes to us here at Building 28 or at Lakeview or wherever, and they're like, I, I want to be on Instagram, Snapchat. How would, I think we need a lot of guidance in this. Yeah. It is, it's, a, it's a massive monster yep. that can go wrong very quickly, and it has, and it continues to. So what kind of... Tim, what would, what would you give them? Like a couple of, couple of rules to live by. I, I would say, first and foremost, remember the wisdom pyramid. Like I'm going to keep coming back to that. It's, start, it's starting to find its way into sermons that I preach now. And I, I can't help it because where are we searching for wisdom? Where yeah. is our greatest source of wisdom coming from? If it's not coming from the word of God and from the church, which are the two biggest categories sure. in, in Brett's wisdom pyramid, then there are, it's off. So I think we need to remember that social media specifically gaining wisdom from it needs to be used sparingly as minimal as possible. You don't have to be on social media to be a good Christian. Yeah, I think there's this trick that we, we I don't know, we want to buy into that if I'm not there, then how am I going to share my faith? The Lord has still put you where he's put you. Yeah. Even if you choose not to be online all the time, yeah. that's okay. But if you do choose to be online, one principle that I would encourage you to live by is um, we become like what we like. The more things that we give ourselves to, we're, we're porous creatures. Yep. We absorb a lot. We become like those things. So either the idols are going to bring us down or we're going to be growing in Christ and becoming more like Christ. So if we have that in our minds as we're on social media, we'll be able to weed and filter and sort through better as followers of Christ with our, right, you know, Ephesians coming back into play here and putting on the full armor of God and knowing that, okay, I can be on here. I can use this as a tool for, for his glory and not just for my glory. But if I lower my guard or let that down, then it, it can easily seep into me mm-hmm. and I can become something that I, I ought not to be. We talk about Christ, influence a lot, of, yeah. a, a lot of, a lot with you can influence others or be influenced by others. We talk mm-hmm. about that with our children. We probably will on right. the next podcast, mm-hmm. um, the influences to abound in our day. So on social media, you can 
be an influencer for good that like we talked about, but there has to be proactive steps to doing that because yeah. otherwise you become a sponge and you are influenced by all of the media, the videos, the posts, and everything else we see. Mags, rules to live by, guidelines? Super practical for me. Don't follow accounts that cause you to stumble. Ask yourself if you're walking in the spirit. Ask for accountability if you like can see that you're being mastered by it. Don't go on your phone first thing in the morning or last thing at night. Yeah. Simon Sinek says, sleep with your phone out of your room. Yeah. He said, plug Legit. it up in your kitchen, like a different floor of your right house. The window. Yeah, like so, somewhere morning. else because just the instinctive drive <laughs> yeah. of Americans now is. Addicting. Is because we want that instant gratification. Yeah. We'll post something at night. We wake up in the morning and how many likes, mm -hmm. loves, shares did we get on this post, this blog, whatever it is. And so it is sleep with your Bible by your bed. You know, or even a good book yeah. by your bed and put your phone somewhere else. And and somebody spoke up and said, well, what about my alarm clock? And Simon Sanders like, get an alarm it's clock. It's $6.99 at Walmart. Get an alarm clock. Yeah. So you're not doing that because we can't help ourselves. Addicts can't help themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's there are those dopamine hits like you would get from gambling or from uh, smoking or drinking that are in social media like the, yeah. the sociologists have pointed to. We get that high from getting likes and getting shares and getting recognition, getting affirmation. And so all of those are – I wrote down five rules and please jump in on these. Mm -hmm. But uh, Tim already mentioned limit your time. And so I would say constructively do that. Don't just say I'm going to limit my yeah, time. Boundaries. But, but maybe like, like, like for me, I go, okay, twice a day for five minutes or less. Like that's me. I'm not saying everybody has to do that. But if I'm going to be on social media, I'll check it to see what is going on um, or post something twice a day, five minutes or less. I also just something really practical is I put it on the fourth page of my phone. Mm. Because you know anything on your homepage, it's just you instinctively know where to go to open yeah. that app. And so by having to scroll, it takes an extra second to think through, do I really need to do this right now? Yeah. Do I really need to be on social media? So that's just something that I did. Um, avoid, you mentioned this earlier, but a second principle, just be avoiding constant negativity, either yeah. sharing negativity, sure. always lambasting somebody, or feeding your soul with that negativity to Tim's point, mm. just, just being constantly covered up. I get it. There's a lot to be negative about in the world today. There's a lot that we as Christians should stand against, but just to constantly be negative. Well, like don't be afraid of the mute button, right? There's the yeah. mute button is there yeah. for a or reason. <laughs> you can mute, you can block. You don't always have to hit unfollow. Look, I've had people in my church who I've had to mute because the content they posted has stirred up something. Usually it's, it's anger or it's yeah. just an unhealthy, like, why are you? And I've just had to mute mm -hmm. that person for a period of time until I've noticed they've calmed down on social yeah. media. Yeah, I, I, I noticed that you muted me. I did not um, mute you. <laughs> I was concerned for your soul. I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, number three would be a third principle would be don't show off. Yeah. We really have to take a step back because almost anything we post can be a way of displaying our vanity. Mm -hmm. Like, look how much I accomplished in the last week. Look how much I can lift. Look how pretty I am. Look, look how knowledgeable I am. Look how, look how many <laughs> books I read. But mm. um, we do need to be careful yep. with, hey, I, I want to give people a snapshot in my life mm. and see how a Christian legitimately lives. I want to be a good yeah. example. I want to be yeah. contextual and part in the culture and influencing the culture. And it's, it is more difficult to do that away from social. If you're not on social media, it's hard to, it is. to have an influence, at least in that realm. Yeah. Um, we already mentioned it, the humble bragging. You know, it's so, especially in the pastoral ranks, it's just, it's everywhere. And I've been guilty of that. Um, the self-loathing to mm -hmm. get that attention. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm terrible. Like, I'm, you know, I'll never amount to anything. Like, you know, the self-elevation. Um, <laughs> this was funny to me, the, the bragging about our social media fast. 
Like, you know, like, hey, guys, I'm going to step away from social media for the next month. Just want it all. Y'all do know. I, I knew you were pulling a martyr complex me. before our episode. So, I saw Aaron get off. And I was like, I know what he's doing. Peter, who's normally the host on here, he's like, why didn't you just like let people just some people were like texting me like yeah. you did and be like, hey, dude, is everything all right? Or did you block me on social media? Some people asked that. And I'm like, no, I just stepped away. So I thought about posting. Hey, guys, just want to let you know. So you don't think I blocked you. But I'm like, I do not want to be that person. Like, yeah. look at me for the no, next 35 back. days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, so just being careful with that. Number yeah. four, a fourth principle was be kind, like think through. And I know that kindness can be speaking the truth. It is speaking the truth yeah. and, and saying the hard things at the time. That can be very kind. Like, I think you have been very kind with your counsel on this podcast, Mags, to some of the young ladies, potentially. Um, and that's kindness, even though people might accuse you of unkindness and saying some of the stuff. But just being kind. And then a fifth thing was, do not trust so easily. And we've talked about this. Mm. Um, we elevate the voices for no reason. The voices yep. that we love, voices that we trust, they have no credibility, they have no backing, they have no authoritative posture, and yet we make them an authoritative influence in our lives. And so we need to be careful with that. There needs to be a spirit-induced, healthy skepticism, not of everything, not, not picking apart everything, but of what, who are we allowing into the gates of our souls, our wives, our husbands, our kids, our friends, our churches, who, who are we subjecting them to? And so those are some of the principles, some of the guidelines that I would kind of throw out. Anything you guys want to add yeah, to I'd that? I'd say from, up. from a pastoral standpoint, pastors, church leaders, ministry leaders, when you do see the occasional church member or friend posting content that you know is unnecessary, uncalled for, way out of line, I, I would say instead of commenting, have a conversation. Yeah. I have made this mistake before, and it was actually with a, with a staff member who had posted something, and then I posted kind of a rebuttal under them, or I commented mm -hmm. under them, and I got the immediate text what was saying something like, that was not cool. And, and they were right. It wasn't cool. What I was trying to do was just, hey, I was just trying to show you a different side, different opinion. What I should have done was sent a text message or called them directly, yeah. Yeah. as opposed to, and, and to their point, it was, well, now everybody on the planet can see that I posted something and my pastor, who's also my boss, yeah. posted something right under it, countering yeah. me. And it, it, and it, I'll admit it was not cool. So I have made my fair share of mistakes. If you'd like to hear about more of them, uh, feel free to reach out to me. You can follow me at <laughs> Timothy A. Miller, <laughs> formerly Tooth. Uh, when I became lead pastor, I became Timothy A. Miller. All right. Gotcha, man. Awesome. Um, well, Max, thanks for being on the podcast today. Thanks for, thanks for sharing me. your wisdom. Yep. It's awesome. Timmy, always Thank awesome, man. Go Jags. And uh, Duval. there's that Duval chant <laughs> <laughs> until next time. Thanks for listening to out of odds. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends and leave us a review on Apple podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you listen. Out of Oz is produced by building 28 church and podcast Royale. You can find out more about the show and building 28 by visiting out of New episodes drop every Monday, and you can get each one automatically by subscribing in your favorite podcast app.